body so that our bodies may remain strong. We can run our race and finish our course. Live long and prosper if you're a Star Trekky fan. Some of you, I probably outdate myself right away. Or live long and finish strong is the scriptural context. Amen. For us to do this with our physical body, it does require that we put the right fuel, the right nutrition into our body. And it also does mean that we need to get some exercise. We need to take care of our body. Now, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do a lot of meddling tonight, but I will just say this. I am sorry to tell you that sitting on the couch, lifting up a can of Coke and a bag of potato chips does not qualify as nutrition or exercise. Coke doesn't weigh enough. Chips don't weigh enough. But you know, again, I'm not going to meddle. I'll just say this, you know, you know, we know, all of us know really that what we need to be doing and what we should be putting into our body for it to perform at its optimum performance. Amen. Some cars, like you get a real luxury car and it says for you to get optimum performance from this automobile, you need to use the best grade of fuel. Well, do we want to get the best performance possible out of our physical body? Then we need to put the best nutritions in it. I wasn't going to get off on that. So that's all I'm going to say. But when it comes, somebody wants to hear more. If we are instructed to be good stewards of our temple, because we are, the Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. What we're going to center in on tonight, how much more should we be good stewards and care for our spirit man? The spirit man is the real you. If we're strong on the inside, we are ready for anything that comes. If you're built up on the inside, then you have inside information. Pastor did an excellent job this morning. If you weren't here, listen online, pick up that CD, going through some things that the Holy Spirit does in our life, what he means to us. When we listen on the inside, we are going to be led by the Spirit of God. But did you know that if you constantly ignore the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit, your spirit man will get weaker and weaker and weaker. But a strong spirit is what we're going after. Amen. You're strong on the inside. It affects every area of your life. There's a verse we want to look at over in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. And I want to look at this one out of the amplified version, Proverbs 18, 14 in the amplified It says this, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and a broken spirit who can raise up or bear. Read that first part with me. Everybody ready? Read. The strong spirit of a man sustains him. Do you want to be sustained? Do you want to be kept? Do you want to be not caught off guard by the things that are thrown your way? Then that one of the keys to that is to be strong on the inside. Anybody in here ever faced a physical attack 
Anybody in here ever been in any kind of trouble? I guess a better question would be anybody in here not ever been in trouble. And if somebody raised their hand, we'd have to have an altar call for liars because we have all been under attack in some way, fashion, or form. And we all know what it's like to be weak on the inside and, and to feel weary in well doing. But we want to look at some keys tonight that will help us to stay strong. On the inside, because a strong spirit will sustain us in bodily harm. That means in an attack physically, a strong spirit will sustain us no matter what's coming against us. An attack emotionally, an attack in your mind, against your soul, against the peace of God, an attack on your body, an attack in relationships. If you are strong on the inside, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He causes us to win. The Bible says he always causes us to triumph in every situation that comes against us. But for us to triumph, for us to win, we can't be weak. If you're in a battle, if there's a physical battle, as far as maybe a fight going on or, or something like that, I mean like a professional fight, it's never that the weakest person wins. The strongest person wins. The more prepared person Wins. We're getting prepared here in the realm of the spirit. We're preparing for what God has prepared us for. He's got some plans. He's got some purposes for every single one of our lives. But we got to be strong in the spirit to run our race and to finish our course and to fulfill our destiny. You all, I, we have destiny on our lives, but destiny does not just happen. Some people are taken out early. Some people are too weak to run and to do what God has called them to do. But not here. We are strong in the spirit. We are strong on the inside. We rely on him, our heavenly helper. And we're going to do all he's called us to do. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. You know what? It doesn't matter. what It does, you know. You could be in the greatest shape physically. You could be like limber and quick like Jack and jump over every candlestick. But you cannot dodge spiritual bullets with natural skills and natural means. It is a strong spirit that sustains a man. So we want to look tonight. Two simple truths. It's just cooking up. The word a little bit different. Nothing that you haven't heard, but get your ears on and get your expectancy out there. Two ways that strengthen our spirit. We've already been talking about it. Number one, proper nutrition. Number two, proper exercise. You know, our bodies were created in the likeness and in the image of God. So what's good for the body is really an analogy of what's going to strengthen and be good for our spirit man. Proper nutrition. What do you think proper nutrition is spiritually? Anybody got an idea? Anybody got a clue? 
What would be good nutrition spiritually? Would it be feasting on fear? Feasting on lies? Feasting on strife? No. It would be eating the word of God. The prophet Jeremiah said, I believe it's in Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. You can eat the word. Now, I'm not talking about tearing it out page by page and literally chewing on it and eating it. But eating the word is literally meditating, pondering, getting it on the inside of us. And the more you eat, the stronger you get. All throughout the Bible, we have scriptures that really let us know that the word of God produces strength. I love the psalmist David. He had some amazing insight. Over in Psalms 119, in several of that, those verses there, that's a really long chapter. There's things that he highlights that the word does to us. One is in Psalms 119, 105. He says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Isn't that a good promise? If you're walking around in the dark and you don't know what to do, I want to encourage you, get in the Word. The Word will enlighten your darkness. It is a light unto our path. Hallelujah. I like how that verse reads in the message translation. It says, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I like that. By your words, I can see where I am going. Then down in verse 130, he says, the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but does anybody qualify understanding to the simple? Well, you know, there's many days I got to raise both hands and say, oh, yeah, that I need some understanding here. I need some quickening here. Quicken me, Lord, according to what? Quicken me, Lord, according to thy word. Hallelujah. Enlighten my darkness. Give me strength on the inside as I feast upon the word of God. And then in this same chapter, Psalms 119 and verse 28, he says this. My soul melts from heaviness. Then he goes on and he says, strengthen me according to what? Everybody, let's read that together. We need some participation tonight. That last part, strengthen. Start with strengthen. Strengthen me according to your word. Now do what pastor's doing. Put your hands right here, your spirit man. And let's say that again. Strengthen me according to your word. Did you know right now, just because I'm going to read a lot of scriptures tonight. While we are reading the word of God and you are receiving that, it's going like a light beam into your spirit. You may have come in here a little bit tired and a little bit weary, but if you will say, oh, I'm receiving the word and you just see it right now as infusing you. You're getting strengthened just hearing the word of God because the word of God contains life. It contains power. It contains strength. 
just reading and meditating and hearing the word of God. There's been times that I've been under attack physically or whatever. And you know, I I don't feel like even maybe perhaps opening my Bible, but I'll get a CD or I'll get on my iPod, somebody, Alexander Scorby or somebody reading the word. If all I can do is just lay on my bed and just hearing that word, I feel strength coming in to my inner man. But you know what? When you get strong on the inside, it affects your outer man. It quickens you. Quicken me, Lord, according to your word. Then I like what Acts chapter 20 over in the New Testament. There's some wonderful scriptures about the word of God building us up, giving us strength. Acts 20 verse 32 And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. What is this word going to do? Which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Able to build you up. Getting in the word of God. If you want to build a muscle in the natural, like I said, lifting a Coke can is not going to do it. You got to lift some weights. You got to do some things to strengthen that muscle. If you want to be built up on the inside, you got to meditate on the word of God. You got to use your faith. Your faith is a muscle and that muscle needs to be used. And when it is used, it is strengthened. Hallelujah. Thy word is a source of strength. It's like taking a dose of a vitamin, a good vitamin or a power drink. Or for those again, I'll date myself. It's like Popeye taking a can of spinach so he can go rescue olive oil from Brutus. Does anybody else remember that? Popeye and olive oil and the bad, big bad guy Brutus that was always trying to steal olive oil. I mean, seriously, when you look at olive oil, perhaps he should have let him have her, but you know what I'm saying. But of course, he wasn't anything to look at either. The ma- a match made in heaven. So, but when he would need strength, he would reach for a can of spinach, pop it open. And then as soon as it went down, what would happen? And instantly, would, would that be great if it happened like that, wouldn't it? Instantly, bulging muscles would appear. Well, it doesn't instantly happen in the natural. And it may not instantly happen in the realm of the spirit. But keep taking your vitamins. Keep eating the word of God. And you will develop those faith muscles. And you will get stronger and stronger. On the inside. And then the Apostle Paul. I like his description of what the word of God does in our life. He was teaching his son in the faith, Timothy. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. If it was good for his son in the faith, Timothy, it's good for us as well. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Again, he's talking to Timothy, who was in the ministry. But this is the part I want you to notice. Nourished. Everybody say nourished. Nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. 
This is a word on how to be a good ministry minister, but it applies to all Christians who want to grow and develop spiritually. Words of faith. That's exactly right. We're going to get to that. It can't be words of doubt, words of unbelief, fear, strife. It's got to be the right kind of words that will bring nourishment. Nourished in the word of faith. Listen to what the word nourish means. You may know this, but I want to just reiterate it. To feed or sustain with substances necessary to life and growth. To feed or sustain with substances necessary to life and growth. What did he say he was supposed to be nourished in? Words of Faith. Faith is necessary for our spiritual development. Words that line up with the word of the living God is necessary for us to grow in the things of the spirit. If we're reading books and listening, I'm not, but maybe some people are reading books and listening to preachers that are not feeding you the word. You may be malnutritioned spiritually. Have you ever gone to a store and, and you've been buying this canned thing for goods this, for years, this canned or this packaged thing? And one day it dawns on you, maybe I should check the ingredients. And you look at the ingredients and it's a scary thing when you've never heard of them. And you're like, whoa, this maybe is not the right choice. What day was that? Just recently, Pastor, we were watching the news. I didn't ever catch the end of the story, but I was like, are you serious? All the things that people put in food as fillers and stuff. And they were showing there's something that is legal in restaurants. It's called meat glue. They take pieces of steak and they glue it together, particularly filet, which is my favorite, to make it a perfectly round, beautiful steak. Meat glue. Are you kidding me? That's a filler. That's something that we don't really probably want to be putting into our bodies. But when it comes to spiritual food, people are like little birds. They just open their mouth and swallow everything hook, line, and sinker. They think if there's a fish on the back of the book that it means, oh, it's got to be Jesus. Sometimes that fish can have bones. We need to be observant. We need to be diligent about what we are feeding our spirit. Everything that is labeled Christian is not good for you. I think there should be some nutrition labels on some books and some CDs. I got this one time, 25% unbelief, 25% man's doctrine, 25% filler and 25% fluff. You know, that ain't going to get you very far. That isn't going to help you grow. It's like eating a tub of cotton candy. I like cotton candy. I remember when I was a kid and the carnival would come to Pawnee every 4th of July and it was a big deal. And can you imagine me on a tub of cotton candy? As a kid, I was even more excited than I am as an adult. So I didn't sleep probably that whole night. But you know what? You could eat and eat a whole tub of cotton candy and no substance. It's fluff. It's, you know, it's kind of cute, kind of pretty, but it is a bunch of fluff. There's no substance. There's nutritional 
No nutritional value to it. So when it comes to the things of the spirit, let's be aware of what we are eating. Nourished up in the words of faith. Y'all still like me? And good doctrine. Now let's look at verse 7 in the Amplified of 1 Timothy chapter 4. Hopefully you'll still like me after this next little part. (laughs) But refuse and avoid. That's pretty strong stuff. Refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure and godless fiction, mere grandmother's tales and silly myths and express your disapproval of them. Train yourself toward godliness, keeping yourself what? Spiritually fit. You know, there are quotes, there are sayings, there are songs that have been passed down from generation to generation as biblical, but they're not in the Bible. For instance, godliness is next to cleanliness. Did you know? Yeah, I'm all for taking a bath. Hopefully you took a shower or a bath today. But it's not in the Bible. But people will quote that. People quote all sorts of things and say, you know, the Bible says and you want to go, I don't think so. But just because somebody in their family, grandma or grandpa said it was in the Bible, they bought it. Now, I'm not picking on your grandma. I is one. I like grandmas. I like grannies. We need to honor and esteem our elders. But did you know grandma could be wrong in some of her beliefs, in some of her sayings, in some of her quotes? She could be wrong. If you want to stay strong and fit spiritually, it's going to be by believing, meditating, And acting on the word of God, not on what people say or what they've told you down through the years. Amen. Religious tradition has killed many a people. Because they, they maybe got in the word and they started out hanging on to the word of faith. And then they ran into somebody, but you know. But, you know, sometimes God heals and sometimes he doesn't. And you never know what God's going to do. That's not in the Bible. We do know what God is going to do. He's going to act in accordance with his word. We don't have to be in wonder, wonder, never, never land. He will act in line with his word. Amen. And then the second thing, we're going to be nourished up in the word of God. That's how we're going to stay strong. And then secondly, we are going to exercise spiritually. Spiritual exercise. Tonight, the way we're going to describe it is praying in the spirit. You are going to hear some repetition this month. 
But you know what? We need to hear certain truths over and over and over and over again for them to take place and take root on the inside of us. Just because you heard one time that Jesus is your healer by his stripes, you are healed. Do you think you never need to hear that verse again? No, we need to meditate on these things and we are building a strong foundation, a case for the fact that we as a church need to be filled with the spirit. We need the spiritual exercise of praying in other tongues. One benefit, just one that we'll look at tonight of praying in the spirit is it will keep us strong. Ephesians chapter three, verse 16, just that one verse we'll look at tonight in Ephesians. And it says this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Look at this part to be strengthened with might through his spirit, through his spirit in the inner man, strengthened with might. In the inner man through the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of might. Praying in the Holy Ghost will make you mighty. How many of you want to be mighty warriors in the kingdom of God? How many of you want to be able to run through a troop and leap over a wall? How many of you want to be able to walk in being more than a conqueror in every single area of life? Mighty in the Lord. That's what he's called us to be. There is a mighty army. There's a mighty moving force in the land today. And it's called the church of the living God. But so many people are asleep. Too many of the church are weak and they don't know that they have been called to be mighty in this hour. Mighty and to do exploits in the name of Jesus to accomplish great and mighty things. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. And when we pray in the Holy Ghost, it stirs up that spirit of might on the inside of us. Praying in the spirit changes your whole perspective. You may see yourself unable to accomplish this. You may see yourself as intimidated and and cowardly and not able to witness, not able to stand up and tell people about Jesus. But if you will pray in the Holy Ghost, if you will do your spiritual exercise, you'll begin to have that spirit of might come up on the inside of you and you'll go from that place and you'll say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am bold as a lion. Hallelujah. I am led by my spirit. I can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. I open my mouth and speak the word and signs follow the preaching of the word of God. 
Notice the Bible doesn't say signs follow the preaching of the word of God in the pulpit. It just says signs follow the preaching of the word of God. Signs follow the preaching of the word of God on BART. I see our young men here that are in school over there in Oakland. Signs follow the preaching of the word of God on the streets, don't they guys? Hallelujah. Wherever the word is declared, signs will follow it. But you got to know on the inside of you. And when you pray in the spirit, stirring yourself up, it makes you aware. It changes you into another person. Pastor read John 14, 26 this morning. We won't go there. But in the Amplified, it says this, that the heavenly helper, he's not weak. It doesn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. He's not weak. It does say that he is our strengthener. He's our standby. He's our helper. He's our advocate. That doesn't sound weak to me. He is a spirit of might and a spirit of enablement. He is a help. Hallelujah. We need to exercise praying in the spirit. Then again, pastor read this one, but we'll look at it. Jude, there's only one chapter. Jude, verse 20. And I want to look at it in the amplified. Glory. Everybody say glory. You may not know it, but you are getting nourished tonight. You're getting fed. You're getting stronger on the inside. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Don't you love that? Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. Praying in the Spirit. Just as I was looking at this today, I just, this just popped out at me. It says... Build yourself up. The Holy Ghost is our strengthener, but we have to do the praying. You build yourself up. How, Holy Ghost, do I do that? He gives us the answer. By praying in the Spirit. He is the enabler. He is the power. But it is our choice and it is our decision. We have to see the value of praying in the spirit and say, hey, I'm going to set aside some time today and I will build myself up praying in the Holy Ghost. If the only time you can see in your schedule is while you're driving to work, start there. Spend a half hour or however long it takes you to get to work. Praying in the Spirit in your car instead of listening to garbage on the radio. Pray in the Spirit. I make the choice to build myself up on my most holy faith and the Holy Ghost is coming alongside me and he's helping me he's equipping me he's empowering me as I pray in the spirit hallelujah do you want to make progress then you must exercise spiritually 
Oh, there's so many benefits. It keeps us in tune when we pray in the spirit. Helps keep our spiritual antennas up. Alert and aware. Awake. Knowing what's going on. His spirit of truth showing us things to come. And also, when we are built up on the inside by praying in the spirit, not only is it a wonderful benefit to us, but it is a benefit to others. You and I getting strong on the inside through the word, through exercising our prayer language. Of course, it's a blessing for us. But how many of you have figured out it's not just about us? God's looking for a mighty army that will be ready and in tune and alert and able to minister to other people. That we will use our prayer language. We will use our mouth. We will use our voice. We will use our faith to pray for the lost. To pray for our nation. To pray for hurting, dying, sighing humanity. Getting charged on the inside makes us aware of the needs of other people. It pulls on that compassion that is on the inside of us. Call, it helps us to get to our prayer post. You know, there's positions and there are places that you're supposed to be on watch in the realm of the spirit. There's a scripture, <coughs> excuse me, in Isaiah chapter 62. I believe it's verse six. We didn't plan to go there, but it says that we are called to be watchmen on the wall. It's referencing... Is it Isaiah 62, 6? It's referencing Jerusalem and that the children of Israel need to be on post watching over Israel. But this is one of these scriptures that can have dual meaning for us. We have a place. We have a post in the realm of the spirit. You are called to be watchmen on the wall. Watching over the affairs of your family. Watching over what is in your domain. We all have territory. We all have domains in the realm of the spirit. That is where we have authority. And we are called to get in our post and to get in our place. And to bind what needs to be bound. Loose what needs to be loosed. Stop What needs to be stopped, speak to what needs to be spoken to and to do it with power and to do it with authority. And that comes from being strong on the inside, strong in the word and strong by praying in the spirit. I just found this scripture just uh, yesterday and it, it spoke to me. Jeremiah 51, 12. It's the last verse that we're going to look at tonight. It's not one that we usually preach out of. And I'm believing for utterance to communicate what I saw in this passage of scripture. Jeremiah 51, 12. Set up the standard on the walls of Babylon. Make the guard strong. Set up the watchman. Prepare The ambushes for the Lord has both devised and done what he spoke against 
the inhabitants of Babylon. We're going to break this down. Set up the watchman. Set up the guard. Watchman. Make the guard strong. If you have some property or something that needs to be guarded, are you going to go out and hire the weakest, wimpiest looking person with no training? Don't even know, don't even own a gun, don't know how to do anything. Is that what you're going to hire to guard something that's precious? No. You want a strong guard. You want somebody that's trained. A military person would be good choice. Somebody that knows how to use their weapons. It says here, make the guard strong. And then he said, prepare the ambush. An ambush is a surprise attack. It is time For there to be some attacks against the camp of the enemy. An ambush set for him. A surprise attack against him and all of his plans and his plot. I'm tired of the body of Christ getting attacked here and getting attacked there. And oh, knocked down flat because this hit him broadside. No, listen, folks, we are called to be strong. We are called to be watchmen on the wall. We are guards in the realm of the spirit over what God has entrusted us to. And when we take that position and we take it in strength, the Holy Ghost comes alongside us and we are the ones enforcing the attacks. We as the body, we should not be on the defense. In Ephesians chapter 6, it lays out the armor of God and there is nothing for our backside. We're not the ones that are running and the devil is chasing us. No, the weapons of our warfare. They are mighty through God. The weapons of our warfare, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, the helmet of salvation. These are offensive weapons. And we, in the name of Jesus, are able to do an assault on the kingdom of the devil. We should have the attitude. I'm going into the enemy's camp and I'm taking back. I'm taking back anything that he stole from me. I'm not running from the devil. I am strong in the Lord. And the Spirit of God goes before me. And look what it said there also. The Lord devised and done what he said against Babylon. Babylon. They were the ancient enemies of the Lord, of the children of Israel. And their descendants are still around today. And they like to stir up trouble. They like to take things away from us that does not belong to them. I don't know. This verse fired me up today. I'm going to be a watchman. I'm going to be strong on my post. And I'm going to set ambushments for 
are the enemy. I'm going to take him by surprise. When he thinks he's got this all wrapped up and he thinks he's got this situation all taken care of, here comes a missile of the word of God. Here comes a sword of the spirit. Here comes some fiery tongues. Hallelujah. That go in and explode all the attacks of the enemy. Hallelujah. We're not going to take it, devil. He is a defeated foe. And we are not here to glorify him. But folks, it's time that we rise up and take our place. We use our authority to stop laying down and just letting the enemy run havoc in your life. If you get weak on the inside, you sometimes just lay down and just like, oh, I don't got any will in me. I don't got nothing left in me to fight with. If you're laying flat on your back, just start praying in tongues. Get the word of God in your ear. Get infused, hallelujah, and get back in the game of life. Get back in this battle. It's not a treacherous battle. It's fun because we already win. Woo, hallelujah. It's fun to tread on scorpions and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. It's fun to be a guard that is strong in the Lord and just smashing the kingdom of the enemy. Woo, a strong soldier is ready for battle. And they know the strategy. We were watching something last night. You may not be aware of it, but coming up, I believe it's May 1st, is the one year anniversary of when the Navy SEALs went in and took out Bin Laden. And they were looking at how some of those, the training that those guys went through. Woo! It is amazing. It is intense, but I kept looking at pastor and I kept saying, thank God for him. Oh, I'm thanking God that there is an elite group of men that they will go through the sacrifice of training to keep us protected. Go through all that hell, really, on their physical body to be in position, to be at their post and to be on guard. And they were saying there are things that have happened in our nation or around the world that we don't even know about. That they call on this elite group. I think what was the Navy SEALs said. Is that right? Can I get a witness? It was a team, Navy SEAL 6, that they go and they do things that nobody else knows about. They're not looking for the glory of man, but they're looking to do their job. That ought to be our attitude in the kingdom of God. We are called to do a job. And for us to be well equipped to do this job... We need to be empowered with all the equipment that has been made readily available to us. The word. Praying in the Holy Spirit. These are just a couple that we're highlighting tonight. But we are highlighting the importance of the word. The importance of being filled with the spirit. It's equipment for this day and for this hour. Not only 
that we would stay strong, but as a body, the body of Christ, that we would do the job we're called to do. Amen. When we are strong in our spirit, we offer that supply in prayer. I know that some of you may not be filled yet, but I believe in you're getting stirred. You're getting hungry. You're saying, I'm getting on board. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to take all that God has for me.